0: If I in the slipstream. All right, welcome in Inside Golf Podcast. My name is Andy Lack. We're going to bring in Bradley Todd in a minute to talk Valspar with me, who, if you're not familiar with, has probably the most absurd golf betting record I think I've ever seen. He's a really smart dude. I was very excited to be able to pick his brain about a tournament that I actually really like. We kind of just got squeezed here because of the Monday finish. So This is going to be out a little bit later than normal. I apologize for that. The combo of recording with somebody in a different time zone by eight hours plus a short week was not doing us any favors this week. But I think you'll really enjoy this conversation with Brad. Um, He's somebody I've wanted to talk to for quite a bit, and he will definitely be back on in the future. Before we bring him in, though, this podcast is presented by rickrungood.com. All of the stats that I use, all of the tools, you can find them all at rickrungood.com-andy. Plus, what I'm probably most proud of is the addition of the written content to the site there, too. So I do this Monday course breakdown, which really allows me to uh, get a lot of the stuff that I wouldn't normally be able to get in on the Sunday podcast. It breaks down everything uh, probably too much if we're being honest, but it's something that I really enjoy writing and gives you a very, very complete picture of everything you need to know about that golf course before um, you make any DFS lineups or make any bets. And then the the final Wednesday DFS piece too, um, that comes out on Wednesday afternoons and it is, for better or worse, a full and total synthesis of of all of my Galaxy Brain final DFS thoughts. Ownership, weather, chalk, my core. It's got the most updated ownership projections in there. Uh, Spoiler alert, there is weather again this week. And I laid it all out last week and we got the stacking part right. I stand by that decision. Unfortunately, I stacked far more what ends up being the wrong side Uh, But what I try and do in the article is, I'm never going to tell you what to do. I don't sell picks. I don't believe in in doing that. That's not really what I'm ever trying to do. What I would rather do is just lay out the case and say, okay, here's what's going on. Here's what the weather is doing. Here's what it could do. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what other people are probably going to do. But you can go about this in a bunch of different ways and do whatever you want. And I know from talking to a bunch of people in the Slack, a lot of people ended up doing big stacks in either direction. And so even if your AM, PM stacks were dead, even just having a few good AM, PMs could have really still landed you a huge week. So I'm really proud of, of doing being able to do that article every week, and I'm really happy to uh, be able to add that to the site. So rickrungood.com-andy, or just type in Andy for the coupon code, and you will get access to all the written content, all the tools, ownership projections, a giant database of information, and a really great community. There's some really smart people in that Slack channel, and it's very active, and you can reach out to me for questions in there anytime as well. All right, let's bring in Brad. All right, Bradley Todd is here. First time on the podcast. We've been circling this for a while. I think you have to be the most profitable golf better I think I've ever seen. It's it's an honor to have you. And- Thanks for making this time work, man. I just realized, I was telling you, I've had three British guests in a row, uh, which was not intentional, but thanks for waking up a little bit early, man. I know uh, it's been a crazy enough week to begin
1: with. Yo, Andy, thank you so much for having me. And yeah, it's uh, the fact that you keep waking up and putting yourself through a bit <laughs> of pain to uh, have us British guys on. Is, uh, it's, it's brilliant, man. And I can't wait to uh, chat the basketball with her.
0: Well, I think you I think you guys have a lot of talent, man. I always appre- I always learn something new when I talk to you guys, whether it's Bamford or you or Tom. Like I think you guys just approach it from a little bit of a different lens that I don't know, I don't wanna like group all Americans into one bracket here, but I always I always feel like, oh man, I didn't I didn't really think of that angle there.
1: I think we're very I don't know, I speak I say that, but I think I'm pretty old school with the way in which I approach yeah. golf events. You know, I feel like I find with Americans, they're very, a lot of them are very model based. You know, I've never used a model. And so whenever I see people use a model, I find it like really interesting to just even compare against my own thoughts and stuff as well. But yeah, I, there's so many different ways you can go about betting, isn't there? Especially on golf, there's no right or wrong way. Everyone's got a different opinion. And uh, what matters is obviously
0: getting the results. Well, speaking of which, and speaking of results, you made a pretty recent move to, to Patreon, which we were talking Mm -hmm. about a little bit off air, but I just, first of all, congratulations. And second of all, I wanted, I wanted to give you uh, a minute to kind of plug what you're doing over there and kind of explain why you made that move before we get into the Valspar.
1: Oh, thank you man and uh yeah it was a big move something i was a little bit nervous and apprehensive about doing to be honest because obviously i've been putting up tips and my selections golf bets for on twitter for about two and a half three years and you know i've never thought of even having to charge or even anything like that but i got to the point where i'm just because i bet on so many tours it takes a lot of my time off in the week researching and stuff and <laughs> I was just like stupidly antisocial and not really, all this time I was going with my work on top as well, like my normal job, it was just crazy. So I thought, do you know what, it, stop there, stop the work and just full send, full send this, you know, and try and put loads, of put it all into it and just see and if it would be a success or not. And I've just been um, overwhelmed by the response so far. So, yeah.
0: And all that for everyone is—that's all linked in your Twitter, correct?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah sorry, I really didn't uh, advertise very well there, but yeah, it's all on my Twitter. Yeah, Bradley Todd, and um, yeah, all the information's there.
0: And if you don't want to give the goods away on the podcast in terms of, in terms of who you're betting, we can, we can kind of dance, we can Uh, kind of dance around the conversation. I've definitely
1: got, I definitely got a few I can, I'm going to share.
0: Okay. Uh, All right. uh, Wonderful. I I won't pull you for, for the Asian tours or any of those. I know that's like, (laughs) That's probably, that is probably
1: more my bread and butter if I'm absolutely (laughs) completely honest. Like there's only so much time I can sort of dedicate to certain events. So uh, I like to try and, deep dive into everything i can obviously the pga tour is a lot more to to look at and a lot more available um but yeah i i'm so like especially with what's listening to your content mate and uh i see like the level of detail that you go into it blows my mind and um i just it's so impressive and uh, i just think that there's definitely stuff I don't look at which other people do. And it's it's really interesting.
0: Well thanks, man. Maybe maybe we can help each other this week. And I wanna I wanna <laughs> get I want to get you back one time to I want I'm so curious. I want to pick your brain about some of these other tours. Cause I, mm-hmm. I just I, I I'm sure those are markets that are really easily exploitable so one one other time, some other time i'll have you back mm-hmm. maybe on like an off week or or in December uh, sometime or something I would love like that, that. I would and we'll do like love a, that we'll do get like I want to pick your brain about some of these other tours, but mm-hmm. for now for now, let's stick to Valspar man so yep. um i I already did a a breakdown of my thoughts already on the Sunday Show and in the Rick Run good article, so I'll kind of just kick it to you man what What are some of the things that you're looking for this week before we get into the odds?
1: Oh, I think. Par five scoring over the years, you know, we've seen with the winners, it's absolutely crucial to score well on the par fives. Long iron approach play, it's huge. Uh, Bermuda putting, bogey avoidance. But I try not to get too stack crazy, but they're the ones I sort of had a glance at and sort of took notes on certain golfers on. Um, and yeah, they're, they're probably the four that we looked at. Are you yourself?
0: A, a lot? unfortunately
1: <laughs> so this is where just, i try not to get too like yeah. Normal, but yeah no
0: no this is this is where we completely meet in the middle and i don't i don't <laughs> want to bore listeners anymore with my super in-depth breakdown of these things i kind of wanted to ask you more about like a non-quantifiable thing that i've mm. been struggling with a little bit this week one of the narratives i've noticed coming around is people are tired from the players that was a that was a yes. long week i, I what are your thoughts I mean, I'm, on I'm that? Also, are you buying I'm also that?
1: feeling pretty hungover from the, the players, <laughs> to be fair. But yeah, I, I kind of like I, I was, Tom was going on, um, Tom Jacobs, about this narrative to me. And I, I think it makes a little bit of sense in some aspect, you know, the people that are in contention going into Monday, um, whether you can put much stock into it, I don't know. But then if you start if you start saying, yeah, they're all tired, um, mm-hmm. from, then you, you think... You, you're wiping out a lot of people on that board, aren't you? Um, yeah. And I just don't know if that's the right thing to do from the off. So, if you are maybe thinking about that, maybe try try and get a bit of variance in your in your I'd say lineup for DraftKings. I'm a bit of a noob in that, um, but as in even in your betting card, you know. Uh, so you're not just fully stacked with people that have been playing um, at the players, you know, on Monday.
0: Yeah, I, I I like that. I'm kind of I'm kind of lukewarm on it too. The one the other one that I was thinking about is you know I think a lot of people thought that some of the play, a lot of the bigger name players were going to dr- withdraw this week. Yeah, yeah and, definitely. And the re the reason why I actually didn't think that was going to happen was because these guys are so these guys are so damn meticulous about their schedule and they, Mm -hmm. they plan everything out like a year in advance. And I think a lot of these guys, their entire calendar is all about, Peaking for that second week in in April. Correct. Exactly. Peaking for that second week in April. So I said, no, these are valuable, valuable reps for JT and Xander and Morikawa and DJ. Like they're revving up right now. Do you think, are are you maybe, and we can use this as a transition to get into kind of the favorites, but do you see a big name winning here or, or, or do you have that similar concern with me that maybe some of the bigger names might be kind of? Heading into masters mode,
1: yeah. I, I i think I'm in the same mode as you, I I'll say the same thinking of you, mate. Uh, because I just as you said, I think they're obviously looking ahead and thinking that the masters is obviously the priority, so they might not even be in like top gear, you know, coming into this, and instead they might just focus on just playing some decent golf and whether it's that important to win or not. But then saying that they're winners at heart, if they get a sniff of the contention and you know, there are a few off the lead going into the final day. They can't. They won't be able to, They won't just say, "Hey, let's just play it easy." <laughs> you know, they'll 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 go after it. You know, because that's what they like. You know, the likes so of DJ Morikawa, Hovland, Justin. You know, they they need they need to win as well. They they, they love it, so they won't. They'll go for it. I'm, I don't know how to put much stock into the fact that they'll they actually will won't show up. Um, but they'll definitely have the Masters in mind. I like take I like the fact of taking them on. Got to take them on. I actually don't think
0: this is like a terrible comp for the masters. I think if you look at some of the Mm -hmm. guys who have, who have succeeded, like I'm a big quotes guy. So I was, I was looking at some of the stuff that Paul Casey said and Paul Casey talks about how these greens reminded him of Augusta. And you look at some of the guys like Spieth and, and Schwartzel and uh, Zach Johnson's played well here too, I believe. So I, I can see it, right. I, I can understand why this is on their schedule. And of course I don't, I don't like that's not just like if Justin Thomas kind of brings his a game like he he's like a, yeah. motivation be damned he's he's gonna win right so of this mm. kind of of this kind of like top group JT Hovland Murakawa, um I guess we'll lump DJ in there even though his odds have kind of well, I think um, DJ just the, sma-
1: like odds just got smashed after yeah. his final round right you know yeah. Yeah. I think he's gonna take a get a little bit more popular this week than what he would have been if he didn't shoot that. Sixty-three. Oh
0: yeah. Day. Oh yeah. yeah. So so kind of of that group, and I guess we can throw like all the guys that I'm looking at. I'm using Fanduel right now, but I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking at those guys plus Sam Burns, Xander, mm-hmm. and Louis and Hatton are all the guys under twenty-five to one. Who who kind of interests you the most in that tier? I I'm kind of skipping it completely, but I think there are a couple of interesting I'm, conversations around. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm skipping it. Um, I think Tyrell uh, Hatton is playing some like smashing goal for the minute and I think the only reason he sort of fell out of contention um, last week was because he just was going for it and fair play to him I think he went for the he went on the 17th he tried to uh, go pin hunting and it didn't work out for him but fair play to him he was like a few shots back and he thought you know if I birdie this and birdie the next um you know post a score I might have a chance but I think I think Tyrell he'd definitely come into my thoughts quite a lot this week and he's got pretty good form in um in florida like good location form and yeah i just like the i like where his game is at at the moment and he's definitely someone if out of the names you mentioned um, without going as far down as like the likes of hovland morocca and jt who definitely have the skill sets to, of course to win here um i can't I, at the mod so i'd rather look a little a bit further down and if i was i'd say Hattam definitely appeals you know,
0: I, I kind of feel that way about Louis. I, I didn't end up, I, I know, I, I know. I, didn't, I shouldn't
1: laugh. I absolutely, he was like one of my favorite golfers like when I was getting into golf, so like growing up, so I shouldn't really laugh. But it's just, it's become a bit of a, a joke now, hasn't it, that you just cannot win for the life of him in the States. It's just sad to see because he, he so deserves it. And part of me buys that. And, and part of me is
0: like, all right, are, are we sure? Like, I don't know, he... So at both at the Honda and at this tournament, he ended up as as the number one guy by all of the metrics that I looked at. I think this is mm-hmm. a I think this is a pretty near perfect course for him. Yeah, you know, if he was at twenty eight, I think I would probably have a little more interest. But seeing him at twenty and twenty four. I think I could live without him this week. The guy who's a little bit farther down, who I did end up going to, is is Fitzpatrick actually.
1: There we go. Well we're both we're both on him then, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very keen on Fitzpatrick this week. Very keen. M-
0: make the case. What what and then I want to tell you why well, I like him a little bit. Yeah, but... no,
1: I've I've backed him, I've backed him through the roof this year. Like, Me too. Just, yeah, I really have. And especially when you defeat, I feel like the win, he's a prolific winner in Europe. Um so obviously I've seen a lot of that. Uh, but I'm, I'm just not prepared to quit, and I feel like a lot of people will give up, like maybe betting him. I don't know. I, I haven't said that, he seems pretty popular, surprisingly. But I thought a lot of people would be like, oh, "I've had enough of this guy now. He's just not winning, and he's not even contending." But I, I just feel like out of all of the courses on the Florida swing, I actually think this is probably one of the best fits for him because um, he's, he's not. He's a, he's a tactician, you know. If it's he, he takes his time. He can get creative and I think that's definitely something that is very important here you know I think to have that patience and to be able to make different shots and it was just the putter last week and the wind was just made it impossible to put in and you know with Fitzpatrick that putting is one of his best um, attributes so seriously that's going to improve this week and there's no worry about that and yeah, plenty of promise this year. Top 10, three occasions. Missed cut last week, wrong side of the draw. So, yeah, I just think he ticks a lot of boxes for this course. Par five scoring, of course, has been really good. Just wasn't last week, but I don't think it was for many people. And I just love the fact that his younger brother in, is in the field. Like Alex, I uh, just it's kind of I feel like it could be written in the stars that he wins while his brother <laughs> is in the same field. Bit of a narrative there. And I think it's going to spur Alex on as well, who's a very talented young player who might be worth the top 40 even this week. The amount of times we've seen amateurs show up, like Ludwig a Berg in Houston. Uh, I think it was this Houston Open. and um, I think even in this event a few years ago, there was, a, I can't think of his name. I remember seeing it. There was an amateur that finished 6th. So who knows? Like he, he could be a good like place bet this week. I've gone off on one there. But yeah, Alex Alex Fitzpatrick could be, as well as his brother, a good play this week. They could just um both spell on a good performance. Yeah. I
0: may I may take you up on that Alex thing. I was actually for some reason I w- I was looking at him a little bit too. He's a really good player in his own right. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not, he's not his older brother yet, who I do I think you know I I, w- I like him for a lot of the same reasons that you do. I, I he got the wrong side of the draw last week. He still almost grinded to make the cut, and the only reason that he didn't make the cut was uh, because he didn't putt well at all. But mm-hmm. I look exactly. at other courses like. TPC Southwind and 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 even the players um, has some of this too, and and Harbertown as well. And he's been good at all those places. I feel like I use this comp with Fitzpatrick every single time. There's a hard course, but there's there's probably some Valderrama in here too, right? No?
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean Valderrama, Riviera, you know, Masters, uh, Harbertown, as you mentioned, like they're all sort of you can't really bomb and gouge them and you've got to be a bit of a, you got to try and outsmart the course, you know, like have a little bit of patience around there and play the right shots. So yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense.
0: I want to ask you about this kind of next group that includes Lowry and Brooks and Abe Anser and Kokrak. And, and then I guess we can include like Bezayden and Fleetwood in there too. But Kind of after Fitzpatrick, I was I was kind of having a, a tricky time um, mm. deciphering through this group. I landed on two guys in this range, but but you go first. Who who are some of the guys in this
1: next range that have your attention? Um, honestly, I hate I hated that he got my got my attention, but yeah, Keegan Bradley did get my attention. Um, <laughs> how can he like not? A, yeah, I know. Yeah, how can he not? But i I've just I've come to the conclusion it's probably just betting first round leader which i think a lot of people just end up doing and he's got a ridiculously tom reminded me of his record here um off the off the bat first round so yeah that might be actually just a play um instead abraham answer um what what a great record here and he's got some um a good record at uh south wind obviously where he won the saint jude uh, it kind of towels in there, and I, I, I just feel like he could be a good bet this week. Um, I don't think there's anyone in the field with his um, who's played the course with uh, a score average like lower than him in, in in starts. So he's obviously taken a real fancy to this course, and it makes quite a lot of sense um, given his skill set. And yeah, I, I quite like him. Um, Jason. Kokrak, you know, doesn't need any form at all <laughs> to just uh, go well. Um, he he wasn't that great last week. I think he finished. What did he finish? Like middle of the pack. It's
0: like T fifty two or something like yeah,
1: that. Yeah, so that's that's absolutely fine. And I thought actually we might get a bit of a, a bigger drift on his price. But what is he? 33s, 35s? Yeah, thirty threes, thirty fives.
0: Thirty thirty. I've seen I've seen some rogue forties, but mostly in yeah. that mid thirties
1: range. Yeah. So honestly, like as we know, with Cochrane, he's, he's, he's a prolific winner now, and he, he just doesn't need any form coming into uh, something. And it, he said in the past, I was looking back at past interviews, saying that this is a course that he really admires, and um, obviously, it's that it, you look at his results and his played speaks for itself, like. And he's he's gone well at other um, comp courses as well, um, which I have not got written down right now. Yeah, Riviera, a, Yeah, so I think that Kokrac and um, Abraham answer were the two for me, in that range.
0: We worried about the fact that Friday of this tournament is St Patrick's Day for Shane Lowry.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be celebrating that as well, this week. <laughs> so I it, he he opened in the odds i'm very sure I think I saw like 20 to 1, 18 to 1, and I was yeah. thinking, what on earth? Like in what world is uh no disrespect to Shane Lowry. I, I absolutely love the guy, but I love Lowry too. Yeah, I absolutely love the guy. But in, in what world is he ever 18, 20 to 1 in in this level of field you know so yeah but he's drifted and i can see 25s now and that's not so bad but still I, for me that's a bit skinny
0: i agree well, yeah no i agree i i was looking at lowry but i didn't love the number i'm gonna join you with with answer i i found a i found a 38 on answer oh um,
1: juicy
0: pr- pretty good right yeah, what, yeah. We, what what were you looking at him like 30 35 i i still like yeah those, yeah that range yeah, mm-hmm. I, I still like him all the way down to thirty and, and I'm not I'm not the biggest answer fan, but I thought that thirty-eight to one was a little bit high here for a guy that has already been really good at this course and is starting to really trend in the right direction. He had a very he had a very quiet start to the season, but the ball striking it kind of started to come back last week and mm-hmm. um this was actually the first time that he gained strokes in all four categories since his win at Southwind, um, which is another course that I think we both yeah. like a lot for a comp. So I like the number for him and the spot. I got to ask you about Tommy, who I feel like my my British friends always have a better beat on Tommy than I do. Yeah. I love him this week, but I could be talked out of it as well.
1: Yeah, see, look, I've, I've, I've been, really wanting Fleetwood to break through on the PGA for, uh, yeah, I think a you. lot of people have for <laughs> a, such a long time now Um and I, I even, when I looked at that player's uh, leaderboard after round one, I was thinking, jeez man, I, this is it, like you, the, what more do you want? You're on the, the right side of the draw, you've got a nice healthy lead, as I was thinking, even if my bets come to nothing, I was like, Tommy, come on i, <laughs> I him on, this, I, I can't help way. but cheer him on, um, but putter it's just the plastic that is the issue with him and i'm not sure if it was last week i think he started to putt um better but
0: it was no what was interesting last week is he he basically finished 20th at both the api and the players and at the api he did not hit the ball well at all and the only Mm -hmm. reason why he finished top 20 is because he chipped and putted his ass off then at the players he actually hit the ball really well and couldn't chip or putt
1: See that's that's more Tom the last uh, performance yeah that's more of what he's been he's doing. He's known like, for historically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, and um, I know that he's been experimenting experimenting quite a lot with with putters. That was when I last checked. So I don't know if he's actually settled on one. But if he started to get some joy, I'm sure maybe 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 he's settled. Maybe he's settled. Um, but yeah, that's definitely the problem with him. Um, and other than that like why not again he, um, he loves florida um fantastic ball striker and when he's on song you know he's really dialed in with the irons um, so it could be it could be a good one could be a good one to take this week possibly but i, can't, I couldn't not even as a massive fan i couldn't be on him at that price
0: the, the reason well i'm starting to see 60s could that entice oh, you? Uh, oh work? yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, maybe <laughs> maybe there's a bit of British tax going on here with the. <laughs> um, do you so do
0: I, you think that exists? By the way, do I
1: think th- it, I think it does. Yeah, honestly, I, I think it does because there's a lot of people that are just like, oh yeah, Tommy, yeah, English guy, let's get behind him, you know. And uh, maybe it was short. I, I I think it does to a certain degree. Um, it, is is
0: Tommy like the like? I'm trying to think what the American do people love tommy like is he that like is he the guy that people love betting on
1: yeah he's the guy that everyone roots for because he's just got a heart of gold you know it's just uh he's just a sweetheart yeah and i don't (laughs) i don't think there's and like how can i don't think anyone i've ever heard anyone say a bad word about tommy fleetwood so yeah i'd say he's probably the the one that and I think Hatton, like a lot of people, are like so fifty fifty on. I, I absolutely love Hatton. I love that he just says it how it is, and he, <laughs> you know, he just lets it all out. Absolutely, I, I love that, and I think it makes him the player that he is. If you took that out of it, I remember who was it who said it? it might have been Molinari, it might have been someone else. It's like if you if you stopped him doing that, he wouldn't be the golfer that he is. You know, um, that's just. Has to it has to be like that. It gets him focused. It gets him because you notice some people they throw their toys out the pram. They fall to they fall to shit, you know. But with Hatton, it's just natural for him. You know, he'll just get up next hole and even after like looking like he's going to snap a club, it's just so yeah. So uh, Tommy's definitely the. The nation's sweetheart that most people get behind, but I, I, I'm I'm definitely a, a massive fan of Hatton as well, and Fitzpatrick, of course. Them, them three are just the guys that you just I love to get behind, even if I'm not on them, like betting wise. I
0: became, and I've told this story, I think, a couple of times on the podcast before, so forgive me for repeating myself. But uh, to this day, the greatest round of in-person golf I've. I've ever seen. And I, I go to a lot of golf tournaments. I've been going to mm-hmm. golf tournaments with my dad since I was like six. And I probably still go to four or five a year. The greatest round of golf I've ever seen in my entire life was Tommy's, I think it was a 63 in the final round of the 2019 US Open at Shinnecock in windy conditions. It was the best oh, round of golf I've ever seen in my life. I've, ne- mm-hmm. I've never seen anything better. And I've watched everyone you know, I've seen yes. Xander shoot 60, but all Tiger all the time. I've never seen somebody, because the wind was insane. And, and obviously oh, fantastic, Brooks...
1: Win, yeah, fantastic wind player. Bro-
0: Brooks yeah. had too much of a lead for him to for him to get it. But I will never... Fr- from that round, it's it's burned me a lot of money <laughs> over the years betting Tommy Fleetwood yes. on hard courses. And yes. I, I, d- I do think that, you know, I always I do like him the best at majors, and I I don't I don't think his game's there quite yet. But I do think if you could get a situation where you can get him on a harder golf course in not a major field, I think that's probably the best scenario to bet Fleetwood at this stage of the game.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, even this week, you know, like I can't I can't if you're getting 60, if you can see 60s. uh that's actually, I'd probably, I'd probably jump on board. I'm not even kidding, like this.
0: I got, I don't want to make you too jealous here. I got a 66, Brad. <laughs> oh
1: shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, <laughs> I'd be, I'd be sold on that. I, I, I would be. That's enough to entice me to jump on the Tommy wagon again. Well, sure. the, the the other
0: guy, and shout out Valderrama again. But I was looking at Bez a little bit too. Oh,
1: Bez, yeah, yeah. I was looking at Bez. I got a mail. I went with um someone else. we will get get to at some point and between those two and I was just like Bez it suits Bez but do I trust him if he gets in contention and then it was probably
0: the, not as my answer no, no.
1: <laughs> so do I want to bet him outright and I'm not to say that he won't win eventually on the PGA I'm definitely not ruling him out and South Africans have got a pretty good record here and he's got the game he has got the game 100% for this test um, but I've fought I've that quite a lot um uh, across the Florida swing and it's not that he's played bad but he's just been a a, possibly a little bit underwhelming um whereas he you know he, he, get, he generates a lot of interest doesn't he best he, he's uh, across the community uh, as a load of, he has his backers and rightly so but I don't think he's like really rewarding them as much and no. to see to see him at 66 is what I've got I don't know what you've got your side 66
0: in somewhere in between like 46 and 66. He he's kind of varying,
1: hmm. yeah. Okay. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you who I was tossing up, uh, bears with, and it was at the same price. And it's a bit of a funny one because it's not the approach numbers oh, are awful. Um, there's Kevin Kisner, uh, 66 to one. And it was just, I was I was crapping myself last week, man, like <laughs> as, a, as a as a Smith backer, you know, I was thinking this is the kind of guy that's just going to come out the pack, you know, just go on an insane birdie run um, and get, him, get himself in the mix. You know, he's a he's a he's a winner and he's he does it. He does it his own way, doesn't he? Uh, If you don't get too sucked in with the stats, like he was.
0: You can't with him. You can't with him. him. You
1: can't, you can't because he'll just find his own way of winning. And, like, obviously, last week he was first around the Greens. Um, What was he uh, putting? It was another great seven. Yeah, it it looked like he wasn't missing a bit like Cameron. Well, not like Cameron literally wasn't missing anything, but yeah, his putting performance was brilliant. And, I just feel like this is awesome. I was so surprised to see that he hasn't done well here in the past. I feel like it's his kind of course. Would you agree? Yes and no. I, I
0: I'll say the one concern that I have with him is – you have to hit a lot of long irons on this course because they've got That's those true. five, yeah, 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 got those yeah. five par That's threes, mm-hmm. and and I think it's the long irons that he probably struggles with if I had to make a guess. That's because
1: actually, it,
0: yeah, yeah, it, it well, it's a it's a lot like Harbertown, but it's it's a lot longer than Harbortown. So it's kind of it's kind of has the same character as Harbertown, except mm. you just have longer approach shots here. So that would probably be the reason That's why not, he hasn't yeah. performed as mm-hmm. well. Would be my guess. But,
1: but as we said, like he's just he'll find he can find a way, and he was playing like stupidly well last week. And uh, I think could, I, I probably got sucked in by that performance and like being actually terrified of him uh, coming coming down the stretch that he was the guy. And yeah, I do just think he's obviously a shot maker. But you got you make a good point that maybe that will be the the downfall is obviously the long par threes and uh, the approach well. shots. It could be.
0: Well, well, Spieth, Spieth is probably of the elite players. Spieth is probably, over a large sample size, the worst long arm player, and he's one here. So mm. it's it's definitely not well, always a bridge yeah. too far.
1: No, and I mean if he's first around the greens, as long as he's getting it up there <laughs> around the greens and he's getting up and down and scoring, but the problem is I don't know if I trust him enough to score. Where, well on the par fives I've, t- I've just talked myself out of him <laughs>
0: well i uh, thought you were gonna go since we were in such step with fitzpatrick and answer i thought you were gonna go Norin.
1: i have i have got Norrin. yeah let's do it <laughs> let's do it yeah, yeah. let's go back you... there yeah i think it's because I, I think it's because you went on bez and then i know in my head that um i was toying with either it was either kisner or bez so yeah i sort of went off on one on kisner but yeah we've missed out missed out alex noren and yeah i was on him last week and i'm i'm going back again yeah Um, and it's it's just similar reasons like he's Mm -hmm. just absolutely flushing it with the irons isn't he and and it's not usually something he's sort of struggled with in the past but he's eighth on approach last week and that's the second time event in a row inside the top 10 and it's just that's just good consistency and obviously that's going to be very useful when tackling the the pathways and stuff so yeah it's just a flat stick, wasn't it, last week? And but that started to improve in the in round four. I think he started to gain two strikes yeah. on the foot.
0: He had a nice round four. And and that's that's always like that's always a thing, and this is kind of my argument for Billy at Billy Horschel at the API is when you when you got guys like Norin and Horschel that are great long term putters and great long term short game guys and suddenly they they find something with the irons. Not saying it's going to last forever, right? But they get on these little runs where they're gaining five on approach. I'm just going to bet them because I think it's a lot yeah. easier to flip the putter than it is to flip the ball striking. So when good... Ball, when good putters flip their ball striking i think it's an easier bridge for them to climb so mm-hmm. i'm with i'm i'm with noren too i'm sticking on for this i was on him at the honda and the players and and i i see no reason to hop off would you i, I got him at 75 i think that got hit though i that think it got hit to like 55
1: yeah that's such a nice number i got him at 50 to one so just uh I still like him at that though. I me really too. do. I, I <laughs> yeah, still like him too. at 50 to one And it was good. I on his debut at Copperhead last year, he he opened with a 73 and went 68, 70, 68. So it's very encouraging as well. So he sort of worked out the course in
0: the well, final three rounds. Well you guys have the you guys have the each ways too, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. That's very much part of uh, my betting it's the each way, yeah gets you, so, gets me out of jail.
0: <laughs> so so with the with the each ways cuz they don't they don't have them where I'm where I'm at yet mm. but but basically it's like top 8 right?
1: Yeah, a lot of the time. Uh, you, uh, you, uh, there'll be sometimes there'll be uh top 6 as well but you yeah, it's, it's it varies with different books but top 8 is very common for the PGA tour That's normally what we get. Yeah, which is fine, which is just enough on Lauren. I, I could see him finishing in the top 8. You know, I, I wish,
0: I wish that, cause we're going to talk about some, there's actually ton of guys over a hundred to one that I like this week. And that's when I really wish that I had, which that I had that too, because I'm sure, I mean, if you, if you, and that's why I see, I I feel like a lot of, a lot of the people that have access to each ways, I see them taking more chances down the board
1: mm-hmm. oh, for gotcha. that reason. Yeah. Hundred percent. I actually haven't gone over um, anyone over a hundred to one this week, which is unlike me. Oh, I, I got up. some. I got some good sales for you, man. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, um, I, but yeah. Uh, honestly, though, um, that is exactly that. When you're when you're back, I've had some massive places in the past. You know, someone places at you know, one hundred and fifty to one. you know, Fifth of the odds. Yeah, it's like a thirty to one winner, isn't it? So, well, it's,
0: well, what can we get on Alex Fitzpatrick this week? <laughs>
1: Oh, I, just don't, I, looked. Got, I was thinking top 40. I think I saw a seven to one, seven to one top 40. I looked at yesterday and that, that is, uh, some, something I might, might hear. Um, let's have a look. You can get a thousand to one, eight places with coral, Alex Fitzpatrick over here. And I think you can even boost that as well. Yeah.
0: That's pretty good. I'm seeing 650 to one. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good.
1: finally I've got a better price than you (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, well so there I mentioned there are some guys above 100 that I want to talk about but who else should we mention in this range getting up to 100 like I know I've seen a lot of Gary Woodland love there's the Webb Simpson conversation he's he's down to like 70 to 1 now who in this range do you think we're not giving enough attention to
1: I think there's a couple uh, I haven't back them but uh, I mean I find it really tough to back Tringale uh, but yeah, at the, at the same yeah I find it really tough um, I don't know I think I could count on one hand how much I have in, in the past um, but he's definitely like with some of his uh, uh, comp course form It's he's one to consider Russell Knox is playing some great stuff uh, Patton Kazir again um, Kevin uh, Strillman both of those come into my thoughts but yeah, I couldn't land on any of them. I couldn't, but they're definitely worth probably talking about and uh, come. Yeah.
0: W- what about Aaron Wise? I was looking at Aaron Wise. I mean, he mm. got so I I got him at he was at one thirty, and then it got hit really hard. So now he's kind of in this like eighty and ninety range, which I I don't I don't yeah. really love as much. But I think it's a pretty. I think it's a good time to buy on Wise. I mean, he's. Mm-hmm. I think he's pretty fairly priced in this field, and he gained he gained eight point two ball striking at the putter uh, at the players. Now the putter, mm-hmm. the putter was absolutely it's the, it's awful. The classic,
1: the classic putter is not working, isn't it?
0: Exactly, and it was absolutely awful. But in the in the fall swing, he kind of had the putter figured out a little bit, and now as soon as the putter, and now as soon as the ball striking really came back for him, the putter has kind of left him a little bit. I kind of like that a little bit sometimes when I see that in players Mm -hmm. when I see that they have all things right now they're not really always matching them up in the correct week but Wise's putter like over the past couple months has improved and now the ball striking has come back so I think it's a I think it's a good time time to yeah to buy on Wise he was like I don't know if you remember this but he was I mean, he was like 40 to one at a couple, at a couple events later oh, in the fall yeah. swing. And he was like kind of everyone's darling there for a little bit.
1: Yeah, he was. And I, again, I, I'm seeing the best price, 70 to one, 50 to one is, lo- is the lowest. But I mean, again, I like the fact that he's also played here in the past as well. Like, but he's, he's got a 67 in there um, in one of his rounds. So that's also very encouraging. And as you said, if, it could be a good good time to buy on him. Yeah. I like it, mate. Yeah,
0: I feel like me and you are so you're not doing Woodland because Woodland's maybe the the Woodland. most popular bet I've seen this week.
1: I, I was really put oh, I know he's been he's had three top tens this season. <laughs> yeah his game's definitely looking like a bet, but I got put off I don't think he was wrong side of the draw, was he? No, um, he wasn't. That's what I was shot, saying too. And Thank he, you. Shot, and he <laughs> shot seventy he shot seventy eight. Yeah, I yeah. know. Um <laughs> Uh, and that is, that put me off. I'm going to be honest. That was what put me off. If that's, you, if
0: that's yes. a good reason to be put off though, that's a good reason <laughs> to be put off because I, I, I looked at, I looked at that. And then I also, I thought about, and I'm, I'm a huge woodland guy. Um, yeah. I'm, the, I'm the biggest oh, woodland guy. That was meeting. my
1: first bet. I land like the U S open oh yeah i
0: I was there in person he's he's the best and he's a he's a good guy too he's he's like a really he's got a good head on his shoulder and oh he's um, yeah he's
1: a lovely guy
0: he's one of the best you'll meet um but he you know not only did he have that bad round but i just he he pretty much chipped and putted about as well as he as he was going to chip and putt at the honda and api and he still didn't hit it well enough to win. And and this is his fourth week in a row now. I look at that sometimes. I don't always love guys that are playing like four or five weeks in a row, especially when they're a little bit closer to 40. Um, I think he yep. kind of had his chances, and I think I think you missed it a little bit. I think yep. you're chasing a little bit with this one.
1: Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, for sure.
0: 100%. Well, I,
1: I mean – I'm trying to
0: think if there's anyone else in this ring. You think Webb's kind of unbettable right now? Uh,
1: I think so. Yeah. I need to see something a bit more from Webb. Yeah. I, I can't. I, obviously, it makes a ton of sense on paper, but like, I don't think his game is uh, nearly ready to contend. What about
0: Hadwin? Hadwin? Hadwin's another popular oh, guy that I've seen yeah. this week.
1: Oh, I can definitely understand the, the love for Hadwin. Yeah. Um, you know, he's previous winner here and he finished with a nice five under par in the last week, which I think might have slaughtered his price a little bit. He might have might have got him at what like ninety to one, eighty to one possibly, but he was yeah. as short as sixty-six is here. But yeah, he's he's got he's got some I I I don't know, weirdly I felt I kept on seeing like um 3M, the really? Yeah, I kept on seeing like similar names pop up and it's not really a good like, comp at all, but weirdly like names are just popping up on, um, on the leaderboards from both events. I think Strillman as well. And yeah. Keegan.
0: Uh, Keegan's been good at both, right?
1: Keegan. Yeah. 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 I remember looking at it last night. And it was just blew my mind a little bit because I don't think anyone's mentioned it. And rightly so, it probably isn't <laughs> put too much stock into it, but yeah, uh, there's a few, uh, other places he's shown up and, and which makes a lot of sense. But I think he screams, is it obvious Hadwin? You know, is it a trap? Possibly, because he's got he's such a good record here in the past, hasn't he? Uh, well, he he's not only won, I think he's had a, a 12th place here. Um, yeah, yeah. And he's looked good this year, you know, his second top 10 of the season last week. So, yeah, signs are good. So I can understand why people might take a chance at Hadwin this week.
0: I think it's easy to do the course history thing with Hadwin and Keegan and Bubba and Woodland. And I get it. I, I like all those guys. Mm. But I think that's so baked into their price. And I, I look at these guys' odds from week to week. And these guys like Hadwin and Keegan and Knox, like you're betting them at double the price a month ago, and you're going to bet them at double the price a month from now too. Like the, mm-hmm. These books will they bake this course history into the price and it's oh, look at these guys odds from week to week like they'll move them like crazy and get people to bite so yeah. my kind of concern with hadwin is i just think if you're if you're buying hadwin just know you're probably buying hadwin at his all-time peak price uh when he just finished top 10 at the players and is going to a course he's won before at is probably yeah. the thing that i would advise against
1: that's 100 percent right yeah go ahead sorry no, no. I was just saying that it's just so like that is the case on so so many occasions, isn't it? Like someone finishes well at an event and uh, you probably don't. I didn't expect Hadwin to show up last week. I, honestly, I, did, I didn't. Um, no disrespect to him. And it's just just classic that he has. And I reckon a lot of people probably had him in mind for this, despite his performance at the players, because uh, he's shown enough this year that his game is in good shape. So, yeah. But hey, uh, as you said, you've got to buy into that.
0: Let's talk about some of these longer guys. So I know that yeah, I, I know that you haven't, and we could talk about them also in like a uh, a top twenty or top forty mm-hmm. or DraftKings. or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Do, you, do you guys have DraftKings over there?
1: I've just started playing this uh, this year, and it's so much fun. I'm really getting into it's it. Wow! I, I, right? I, I, yeah, it's it's so much fun, and uh, I suck. Like, I really suck, but I cashed <laughs> I cashed my first lineup at the Honda. Well I just actually stuck my six outrights in. Um didn't get too creative and yeah, it did it did really well. And that was a nice little buzz, you know, like from losing a shit ton the last the previous week. So yeah, so now I'm hooked. Like I'm probably hooked on it and give it some time try to give it some time every week. I'm a bit behind this week.
0: Well, I'm I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a couple of guys that I like. I wanna start with, and I bet this guy outright too. I think my favorite play on the board this week is Alex Smalley at 180-1. to 1. Now...
1: me oh, some Alex Smalley.
0: So he's a, he's a Duke guy and I guess we we missed each other by a year, but I've got some mutual friends with him who say he's really legit. And yeah. the first thought that I had when I was going through all of my Innisbrook stuff is, oh, damn, this really reminds me of the course that we played at Duke. And he, and I think Streelman's played well here too and Hadwin's a Duke guy too. So maybe there's, maybe there's something to that. And he just finished 38th at the API, gained five strokes ball striking, lost three putting. Um, I like him on harder courses. 15th at the Houston Open. He keeps making the cut at mm-hmm. Riviera and Honda and Bay Hill and Torrey. Like, he made the cut at all those places. Um, good fields on hard golf courses. Can he win? Probably not, but I think I'm on to something here with him in DraftKings.
1: Yeah, definitely. And uh, even when he came, uh, he's been a player I've been following him for quite a while, like from the ca- uh, Canadian tour, Mackenzie tour. Yeah. Um, and uh, even when it was in uh, the lo- lockdown, yeah, they were doing like some local, like oh, the Q series, local Q series. And there was like, a few events and he was just popping up on leaderboards. I was tracking them. I was like, he's
0: good, man. I was like,
1: who is this guy? And then, and then I saw him get a start. On the PGA Tour, this was before he even had his card. And yeah, what was it? I'm trying, just looking now. Um, yeah, a tie full team at the Corales Punta Cana Resort and Club, which is massive. You know, for someone that hasn't got status on the tour to just rock up and just get a top 20 like that. It kind sort of says it all. And not surprisingly, he got his card at the Corn Ferry Tour Championship, you know, at the finals. Uh, he's just a great addition. And he hasn't looked out of place at all. Like with his performances this year and this this season in general, um, so I I am I'm big on Alex Smalley, like like you. Uh, I think he's going to be um, a winner at some point.
0: Before I, do you want to kind of go back and forth on some of these guys? Do you have any guys? I know you didn't bet anyone above a hundred mm-hmm. to one, but who probably down here before I give you some oh, just sorry. absolutely gross ones? Maybe has your attention for <laughs> top twenties or or DraftKings or anything think, of that nature. <sighs>
1: I think Martin, Martin uh, Laird. Yeah, and,
0: yeah, I, I yeah, love and, Martin Laird.
1: I love Martin Laird. Yeah.
0: I love Martin Laird.
1: Such a solid player. You know, you know what you can. You know, he's, he's good.
0: good. Yeah, he's,
1: yeah. He's not going to throw away any cheap shots. You know, he's. Uh, he's good. I. Good. scores well on par fives, and which is going to be huge here. But just general, just a very well-rounded player, um, and I think he could be a good one uh, for a top twenty. This week, possibly Troy Merrick. Yeah. Uh, he's sneakily good year uh, so far. Uh, has a good record at this course. So he's there are two players that did come into my mind. Yeah, for definite.
0: Do you know who... All right, so the next guy I'm about to give you, this guy led the entire field uh, in the <laughs> Players' Championship in strokes gain approach through 34 holes because he withdrew with two holes to play in the second round but this guy is 200 to one do you have any guesses on who that is
1: jesus christ I remember.
0: <laughs> you, you probably won't i actually don't think that his numbers will go up on most stat sites because i think a lot of sites will count it as a withdrawal
1: <laughs> i have no clue man to be honest with you
0: Danny Lee. Um, oh, Danny to, Lee. Yeah, Danny First Lee. First so, leader. Yes. Yeah, so, so Danny Lee got the wrong side of the draw, and he wed the entire player's championship in approach. The issue was that he lost 12 strokes putting and three strokes off the tee. So he, was, oh, he, he wasn't he was even near the – this is the craziest stat line I've ever seen it, and I look at this stuff all day. But, yeah, he <laughs> was, he, he was plus nine on approach – plus minus 12 putting. And then he withdrew with two holes to play. I've never seen anything like that. And I just, I said, there's, I think there's upside there. Like 95% of this field is incapable of hitting their irons like that. And he was kind of on my radar in the fall. Like, remember he almost won the Bermuda Mm -hmm. um, and he, he picked up a lot of distance too. And, and he actually plays this course really well too. So, He's gone seventh yes, and twenty yeah. <laughs> in his last Christ. two appearances. And I didn't, you know, I I saw him. I woke up this morning, and he was two hundred and eighty to one. And I was like, that's ah, Danny Lee. There's no like no one else is thinking Danny Lee besides me. And then I went back to bed earlier this afternoon, and he went to like he went to like one seventy five. So yeah. there's there's clearly someone crazy mm-hmm. enough. For me that's also betting danny i got him at 200 i think down to 175 is like fine with him too
1: 100 percent. i can't believe how well he's played it actually in the past. <laughs> it's, it's <crazy>, great <laughs> right? just looked over it completely but yeah he's someone also um keegan bradley uh sort of rate. Right. Like they're, they're two people that can just come out hot you know so they might be he might also be worth sprinkling a bit on the the first round leader is
0: there a bit of a Mito obsession where you guys are at all? I
1: think there is. I mean, if, if Mito Pereira's name was like Adam Smith or something yeah. like that, I, <laughs> doubt, I doubt it'd be nearly as popular. But I absolutely love Mito because I love yeah, him this week. Yeah, yeah, for this week. 100%. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. But just in general, because I had a lot of success. I've bet him twice on the Cornfray Tour where he's won like 100 mm. to 1. Uh, 33 to one. So when he's, when I, I was, I was very much on the bandwagon when he come on the PJ tour with everyone else, you know, we we're all betting him together each week and expecting him to do wonders. And, but the, he's there, the talent is there. He's um,
0: 160 to one now.
1: That, on, yeah, how are drift, you going to bet him? If you if you were if you one of the guys nice that,
0: if you were one of the guys that bet him at 40 and 50 and 60, can't hop off now this is what i'm yeah. hopping on
1: yeah no exactly yeah you hop on on the dip <laughs> that. he's 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 he's, he's uh, a really nice price 125 is the best this end um and i still just i think anything in the triple digits is a like, nice little yeah. nice little bomb nice little bomb play this week yeah, yeah
0: so, i i good. think to answer your question i think i think i figured it out it's like 33.3 percent the people that were betting the corn Ferry tour and hit on him 33% the name and 33% the numbers, because he just, if you look at the numbers, he's going to pop in, in all of the models that people are running. Like yeah. he, he shows as the best value on the board for me by far. So again, like I saw him at one sixty, I was like, ah, oh, I'm fine on Mito this week. This isn't a buzzy Mito week. Got hit. Too. I got. I ended up getting him at at one twenty five. So, you know, the, I'm still fine with that. I think anything in in the triple digits is pretty good with mm-hmm. with me here. 100%. I have a couple more guys I could throw out. They're pretty gross. Like the, oh, the the. Oh, I love them.
1: I love the gross ones. Yeah.
0: What about Luke Donald? Four hundred thirty to one. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. I, why, why? not? Like, absolutely. I, lives in, lives in Florida. Location form is there. He's um, one here. One here. Yeah there you go that's enough for a bomb isn't it and he's been playing he's been showing some good signs as luke so at that price might be worth a sprinkle
0: yeah the irons are pretty good i i think at 6.4 in DraftKings, i think he's a good good top 40 play and um he's like i say he's won at this course he's played here 12 times he's only missed the cut once and this is even like even since i went back to look because sometimes the course history can be misleading like i don't want to i don't I know Luke Donald was world number one. Luke Donald's not world number one. So I don't want to look at the stuff that he did when he was world number one. He makes the cut here even when he's kind of lost it a little bit too. So I think yeah. Donald, I think Donald's in play here. Wesley Bryan is 550
1: to one. He's <laughs> Sell me on him. <laughs> he, he,
0: he, so he's won the Heritage and he's finished seventh year before. And he's five hundred fifty to one and six point three in DraftKings, and he gained over three strokes on approach in his last start. It's good enough for me.
1: That's Hits
0: nice. his long irons really well.
1: Yeah. Well, what about Hayden Buckley? I don't know what price he's. Has he drifted to a nice, nice price?
0: Yeah, that's a that's another guy. Like he kind of had a moment there. Like I think it was the yeah. Sandersons where he played really well at the Sanderson. He, he I went think into all, like
1: Mito Pereira, uh, yeah, territory, he was, didn't he? Where everyone was sort of. I know, and then it just, and then it just
0: like Chad Ramey too, like these guys. I I think people are like right on them a lot of the time, but I think, I think they give up really quickly, and then the price just fluctuates like crazy when they don't have a good week.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I can see three hundred and fifty to one on Buckley. Um, That's good. That's just that's huge. Yeah, I mean, I can I can kind of see this Buckley having some success. I, I obviously hasn't been nowhere near putting in the performances as he was earlier on in the year but it could be a good time buying the dip yeah, it's it's a funny one this week isn't it there's so many ways in which you could tackle it i haven't gone anywhere in the triple digits but now i'm looking there's a few that might just tickle my some, fancy
0: there's some there's some good ones man there's yeah some, there
1: are and yeah there's I'm some normally good ones very much the guy kind of guy to have like at least two or three on my um on my betting card but yeah, not this week, But actually, now I've uh, gone through with you. It's sort of I'm uh, getting a bit of an appetite.
0: <laughs> yeah, Vaughn Taylor is four hundred and thirty to Vaughn one. Von
1: Taylor, yeah, I was on yeah. him um, in uh, in his last start. Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico, yeah, and he just come up short of the places for me. Um, but he's playing well, and he, I think he was gaining on every stroke game metric, and just game was in good shape. So yeah, it's, he could show up here. Maybe it could be a top forty play.
0: Yeah, he was good here last year too. I think I've covered everyone that I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. I love. Yeah. I, I went pretty crazy down. I, I didn't. I didn't like any of the top guys that much this week, so I ended up rolling with Smalley, Mito, Danny Lee, and Laird, all down them. here, but all above one hundred and twenty-five to one. Oh, and I got Wise at one thirty-two. <laughs> That's um,
1: ridiculous. That might be the best number I've heard. I don't. Although Noran. Norrin as well. What did you Noren get? seventy five. Yeah, yeah. outrageous. Well,
0: I, I'm just. I gotta say, I wake up. Uh, I'm on the West Coast, so my friends, most of the people that I talk golf betting with are are on the East Coast. So what I'll do mm-hmm. is I'll tell them. I'll be like. I think these are going to move a lot of the times, like these books, when they first open some of these numbers get hit really hard. So I'll be like, you have my, here's the money. You have my blessing to hammer this guy. If you see the number and the number doesn't check out for you. So I got, I got my, my friends that, that really helped me out with that. Shout out, shout out to all my friends. You know who you are.
1: (laughs) Uh, It's good to have them, uh, friends in the community, isn't it? They can do you a favor like that. it's, It's,
0: it's i was just going to ask it's pretty legal where where you guys are there 's it's pretty easy because i need to go through i need yeah, to jump through all these hoops to get my bets mm-hmm. and still
1: yeah no it is and uh i do i, I feel sorry sometimes you know uh, because it's obviously uh that i've got a lot of americans who follow me and they, they, they always wonder the best way to go about betting because obviously they can't follow the same methods in what i have so I normally just say bet the outright and bet the top ten and split the stake like the same stake either side. But also the fact that the you have to drive places to to uh, have a bet is just blows my mind. You know why should it? <laughs> why is it that difficult and why is it legal in some states and not others? And it's just it's crazy. It just it blows my mind a little bit. But I uh, love the fact that you put in the effort. You know. Like, I love the grind that you. Some of the stories that oh yeah, I'm just going to drive uh, two hours into the other <laughs> state and just put the bet on for the week. You know, I love that. I absolutely love that. Have
0: you Have you been to the states? Last question, then we'll get you out of there. It's It's yeah. weird time for both of
1: us. Yeah, I've got family um, in North Carolina. Um, okay. And I've, yeah, I went a lot when I was a kid um my
0: where my, I, went, uh, I went to school down uh,
1: there. i'm not i'm not sure i've never visited there um but i visited i visited uh my my uncle who lived in a thousand oaks um which is uh, it's just fucking gorgeous so i stayed with him uh, in california for two weeks that's um, that's that right
0: amazing. that's right next to me too that's like 15 minutes from where what's I the went.
1: golf course called again oh what's the which- golf course which one?
0: There's a lot.
1: No, I know the one which Target has got uh, Wayne Gretzky lives above it. Sherwood. 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 That's it. Thank you. Yeah. His house was they... on that. Yeah. His, uh, the garden was overlooking the course. It was just some of the, the best two weeks of my life. I remember um, staying there when I was about 11 years old. Um, so, yeah, I've been uh, New York as well. I've, I've, I've traveled America a little bit, but not since I've been older. You know, More when I was a kid. So I'd love to uh, get back out there. there's so many golf courses i want to play in america as well so
0: do you play do you play at all
1: Oh, i do yeah i I played a lot when i was a kid um but i haven't because i lived in china for four years and i I recently i come back uh last july so um basically i haven't played for four years so i've since i've come back i'm just getting on the grind again i've got a lot to fix um a fucking really strong right hand grip at the moment which i'm trying which i'm trying to get to get rid of i'm not hitting my driver well at all. i i'm hitting my irons well but i'm, I'm just getting there i'm getting there. i'm just hitting the range i'm hitting the range um as much as i can I'm trying, and try my brother's a very good golfer um so he's sort of uh helping me out
0: I'm, I'm dying to play some of the courses out there i've never i've never played in in ireland or scotland or england oh, or any of those places and me and my buddies crackers. have a yeah we've got a we've got an ireland trip planned for september and i'm just counting down the days already nice
1: oh, i've heard i honestly i haven't even played in ireland um but yeah like you it just has to be done yeah it's just some absolute corkers some corkers out there
0: yeah totally buckle <laughs> of stuff i can't wait well brad it's been an absolute pleasure man thank you again for waking up early, for me, we're, I'm going to take you up on a deep dive on some of those other tours at some point, and I'm sure we'll we'll do this again many times in the future, man. I'm I'm super excited for you um, with the Patreon stuff, and and before we get out of here, one more time, give give a very proper plug to all of the listeners that should be checking out all of your stuff going forward on your Patreon.
1: Oh, thanks again, Andy. Um, but yeah, if you want to check out my my Patreon or just me in general, then you can find me on Twitter, uh, Bradley Todd. And basically, I'm just working my nut off each week, trying to get the best bets across all the tours. If you're interested, then yeah, uh, by all means, uh, jump on board. But yeah, I, thank you so much, Andy, again for having me on. It's been so cool uh, to chat with you. And I know that it's, uh, it's 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 early where I am and late where you are, and I feel like maybe I haven't been at my, uh, you know, utmost best, highest spirits this morning. I feel, you know, it's been a long week, hasn't it? Um, no. but I've, I've been really, really, uh, enjoyed, um, speaking golf with you, man. I really hope to, uh, do it again in the near future.
0: No, you, you've been, you've been awesome, man. I imagine, cause, cause we got the, t- we got the time wrong, as well, yeah. I screwed up the time, so like you literally just Good hopped thing. out of bed Good and thing I and woke did this. up: early. Yeah. Exactly. you literally just hopped out of bed and did this. And the first time you always talk to someone on a podcast, you don't ever know the other person's cadence, and't I, I can't see you either. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're you don't have a camera, so I can't even see like your voice. your a
1: crappy Chinese laptop, which I'm trying to Which, is, with my which next is investment,
0: <laughs> which is super hard to <laughs> to do a podcast with because you can't really see like when the other person's about to speak or not about to speak. So I would yes. say, considering all of like the time difference stuff, the short week, we we handled ourselves pretty well, man. Um, we have, we're, yeah. we're, we're absolutely gonna have to do it again
1: definitely and i just want to say like keep continuing to smash it man because i just honestly like your, your your podcast is so informative and i couldn't recommend anyone more to check it out yeah i love it man just keep keep doing what you're doing
0: i appreciate it man it was great to see you and we'll do it again soon thanks for joining me buddy
1: oh take care dude
0: all right that's it for the show special thanks to Brad you can find me later this week on the scramble odds checker articles Wednesdays and Saturday mornings, plus the premium articles on rickrungood.com. And then back on this podcast feed, next week we've got the match play, which is the one year anniversary of this podcast. So, of course, we're bringing back my first ever podcast guest to do the second annual bracket show. Um, pro- I'll probably do a solo Sunday one too, although we'll see. It's, it's kind of a weird tournament to handicap, obviously. But Exciting stuff coming up. Masters is less than three weeks away. And best of luck with your bets this week. Cheers.
1: If
0: I ventured in the slipstream Between the viaducts of your dream Where mobile steel runs crack And the dead center back road stop.